Hey guys, so before we get into today's episode, I just want to quickly talk a little bit about one of my most favorite things in the world, which is reading. You guys know I'm a major bookworm. I'm always reading like one or two or three books at a time. Like I'm obsessed with reading. And that is why I'm so proud to say that Book of the Month is sponsoring this episode of Thick and Thin. Book of the Month is a curated book subscription service that offers new and early release books to choose from each month. Basically how it works is their editorial team chooses the books and they vet them from hundreds a month. You can choose up to three books a month and it's a really great way to branch out into new genres or styles, things you haven't really delved into before. Many members say that they wouldn't have tried something new if it weren't for their featured books and I love when I just discover a new gem that no one else has read before. It's just such a great feeling so book of the month is great for that. It's commitment free. You can skip any month you want as many times as you want and your first month's book is actually $9.99 with the code SUN5 which is honestly cheaper than any book I've purchased recently. That's like such a steal for a book and like I said they're new or early release books that really no one else has read before. So it's really great if you're looking to spice up your summertime reads. Definitely check out Book of the Month. And like I said, just $9.99 with the code SUN5, S-U-N-5. And I've loved seeing how many of you guys have tried Book of the Month after hearing me mention it. It's just one of my favorite things. So definitely give it a go. Try out Book of the Month. And thank you to Book of the Month for sponsoring another episode of Thick and Thin. Let's get on into it. Welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti, and I think this is actually the earliest in the day that I've ever recorded a podcast because typically I'm a very much like a nighttime thinker, a nighttime podcaster, just kind of how I am and how my train of thought tends to work, but I'm recording this early because it's currently... 11:45, and the workers that were doing some work on my building have taken their lunch break so I ran to my computer got my mic out and was like okay I'm recording now before the sound quality gets destroyed by their hammering and everything they were doing all morning and woke me up at the tender hour of 7 a.m with hammering <laughs> so yeah and uh people are probably I mean actually you probably don't care at all but I'm just gonna pretend that you care um the work being done in my building is actually the bane of my existence only because, well, of course I do a lot of audio work with the podcast and with everything, but they are putting up some tarps over my windows, which is just like, I don't know why I saw this coming. I'm not going to lie to you. When I first moved in, I noticed they were doing work on the front of the building, like replacing the brick because the brick is super old and the grout is coming out. So then, you know, of course I don't want bricks flying off the building and killing people like that's not what I want but of course I don't want anyway so I saw they were doing work on the front of the building and I noticed the brick they were putting in was really different than the brick that's on my side and I was like oh no they're gonna redo my side next I bet and sure enough this morning was the morning they decided to put up their scaffolding and right now it's it's pretty it's not so bad right now because it's just like they're the the bare bones of the platforms they have to stand on to work and such. But I know there's going to be a tarp that's going to go up in like probably the next few days or maybe the next few hours. So I'm just, you know, what I'm trying to stay positive. There are bigger problems in the world than my entire window being covered by a tarp, but I'm not thrilled about it. I'm actually going to get on the phone with my landlord and have a nice fun conversation about how I should be paying less rent because of this. Um, Anyway, that's just, you know, that's my speaking to the manager um, mentality that comes out, I guess, but I don't really have that at all. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, 
So, in other news, uh, yes, tarps going up, uh, trying to get my audio in while I can. Um, but in other news, I actually have a really big announcement that I was actually, I was planning on releasing this tomorrow on my Instagram um, as like the first time anyone's heard of this, but because of it's Juneteenth, it's the Juneteenth um, holiday, which is just a huge, huge landmark and holiday in the black community. And so, and that's tomorrow, and I didn't want to take away from that at all with my announcement. So, <laughs> throwing it at you a day early. So, uh, to my podcast listeners, you are the first people to hear of this. So, getting to the point, I am going on a two-week, two-and-a-half-week road trip. Um to California. And I'm not staying there to answer your first question. I'm sure you guys are thinking, oh, Katie, are you moving to California? Are you one of those people that's moving to the West Coast? No. My best friend, Julia, you guys might know her from YouTube or, um, well, she doesn't make YouTube videos, but she's been in a ton of mine. We lived together actually three three years ago now um, over the summer. And we were just best friends in college, still are super close. We moved to the city at the same time, have you know been just super close, honestly, ever since like freshman year. Of, of college and she has taken it upon herself to ruin our friendship and move I'm just kidding she's moving to California um just because she needs to she needs to get out and I fully respect that you know she has grown up being near New York she's from Philly so she's been coming into New York and living here basically every summer you know since she was young and she's like I want to see something new and so she has taken it upon herself. She's gotten herself transferred over there and at her job. It's like super impressive that she was able to do that right now. And she works in entertainment and event planning and stuff. So crazy that she was, she just is incredible and, you know, can do no wrong really. So she's moving out to LA and because of everything going on, you know, she doesn't, I mean, airports are honestly terrifying right now in general, but she just thought it would be best to just caravan out there with all of her stuff and, you know, just drive herself there basically. And the idea kind of snowballed into, okay, let's do a road trip. Like, let's just like see the other part of America that we never see. Like I've never really been to like the Midwest or anywhere really over. I'm a big East Coast girl, as you know, I've only ever lived on the East Coast. And so I haven't really seen a lot of middle America. Like I've been to California, I've been to some places on the West Coast, but all the states like in the middle there if you gave me a a blank map I would have a lot of trouble identifying those states in the middle there and no offense to those of you who live in those states I am just horrendous horrendous whoa horrendous with geography and I just I don't yeah it's it's sad it's bad that I can even call myself an American and not know half the states in the middle of America but I really only know like the perimeter of our country and that's really sad so anyway taking it upon myself with my friends uh there's five of us going which I'll get into that in a second we are taking an RV we rented an RV um we're leaving on Saturday so yes super soon I really just wanted to announce this I've known about this for a bit but I wanted to announce it kind of really close to when I was leaving just because I know there's going to be people DMing me saying Katie like or try to convince me out of it maybe or just say that okay this is really out of character for you what the heck Katie like this is so unlike you you and your princess dresses and your Carrie Bradshaw life like how on earth could you ever think of doing this and I just don't want you guys to convince me not to do it so I'm like classic you know when you like tell your parents you're doing something like the day before so they don't have they don't have like ammo or time to convince you not to do it 
that is what I'm doing here. So yeah, we're leaving on Saturday for two weeks. Um, I'm staying, so we're we're on the road for two weeks for 14 days, 13 and a half days. And when we get to LA, I'm staying there for probably four or five days. I haven't even booked my flight home yet. And I, I'm scared too, honestly. I don't know. Maybe I'll hang out there for like a month, depending on how COVID is by that point in, in those areas. I guess at this point, it's just like, we really don't know what to do with that but you know I'm trying to stay safe um so that's still up in the air but two and a half weeks we come back it's going to be like probably the second week of July when I'm back here so I've been kind of I've been doing a lot of work in the past week just to get myself caught up with everything so if I don't have much wi-fi on the road I'll be okay um and so that's why I've been kind of distant I feel like on social because I've been like really really focusing and I'm like the biggest procrastinator in the entire world so the fact that I've been able to focus on like getting stuff done is actually incredible I think I'm just honestly so excited for this trip and I I need this trip guys like I need it I need to just be roughing it no makeup not caring what I look like for two weeks and do some hiking you know see some stuff that I've never seen try just I don't know I feel like every few years or honestly maybe every year you have to have a little period of time where you do something like this where it's just super out of your comfort zone but also just super just what's what's a word that kind of means makes you a better person whatever that is yeah more worldly more I guess worldly isn't really I mean we're going in the United States but you know just kind of seeing more than your own four walls and what you're so used to and I I'm not gonna lie to you before COVID and everything um I mean this this time has really made me think so deeply about my life and about what I'm doing and I'm not gonna lie to you there's been some points during everything going on now where I have just kind of thought to myself is this right for me like is New York my end-all be-all or maybe not even an end-all be-all, but is it where I'm supposed to be right now? Am I doing the right thing? You know, by quitting my job, did I do the right thing? I've really been just questioning everything recently. And I'm not sure if you guys feel the same way, but it's just been a time where I've really been asking myself a lot of questions and I I don't have a lot of answers. And so classically, I'm just going to run away from all of my problems and go on a two-week road trip (laughs) across America. No, but I I plan on while I'm away, kind of off the grid, so to speak, I'll be like popping in and out of the grid. Um, I'm also vlogging while I'm out there. So you will be able to see probably after the fact, because I don't know how I'll be uploading while I'm on the road. Maybe I I know there's Wi-Fi like sporadically, but I don't know. I also don't really want to be like focusing so much on posting during that time, because I think I need this time to really just process things you know to maybe read some books and think and you know have some special time with my friend before I don't see her very much um which is really sad and I hate admitting this and I'm actually staring at a picture of her right now as I'm speaking uh because she is on my board with all my friends like I have like this board above my desk with all of my friends and just a bunch of like polaroids and stuff and oh sad so anyway we're going on the trip it's me Julia um, Hannah, who you guys have never met, I don't think she is Julia's friend from childhood, like her longest friend, and we've become friends because of Julia. Um, she's incredible. So the three of us girls, and then two guys, um, Stephen and Justin. Again, I don't think you guys have ever on social met these guys, but Stephen is Hannah's friend from school. She went to Tulane, and Justin is Hannah and Julia's friend from childhood as well. 
I know everybody loosely. I know Julia, of course, really well, but I'm excited to get to know these other people, you know, that I don't see every day and that I'm not super close with just because they're all, we all have a very similar goal of just kind of using this time to get to know what the heck we want to do and figure out just some parts of us. I don't know. I think road trips and hiking and being, you know, one with nature is the perfect time to do that. So yeah, going on a road trip, that is a little life update, pretty big life update because it's just something that is so out of character for me, I think. And I think a lot of you guys can probably see why I'm saying that just with like everything that I put online and what I kind of, what you guys think and what I honestly do stand for. Um, it's going to be interesting kind of taking a step back from that and really, uh, playing into my natural side (laughs) so I'm really excited Um, I'm going to be pre-recording I think a podcast for next week I hope I'm able to do that before I leave like I have so much stuff to do but I I really want to make sure that I'm not neglecting you guys and there is stuff going up there's patreon posts that are being scheduled so if you follow me on patreon you will not be neglected either Um, I've just done a lot of work to make sure that I'm all set up and I can't, I don't feel guilty, you know, for being away from my computer because that's what I plan to be doing for a lot of it. Because I think right now, you know, the world is, is sending so many messages and, you know, people are angry and people are passionate right now. And as much as I love that, and as much as I love that people are being outspoken and really expressing themselves online, it can also take such a toll on you to be consuming all of those messages every day because, you know, I think that at some point you do have to take a step back and remember that social media isn't real life, that it there is a disconnect there and that, you know, in order to understand life, you need to experience it from not from behind a phone or a computer, but you know, in real, in the element of it, you know, and yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, I guess I'm sure a lot of people, I'm trying to think of what you guys are going to ask me about it. And you guys aren't of course sitting here with me. So I can't, I can't be like, so what questions do you have? Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to ask me what States we're crossing through. So I'm actually pulling up a Google doc right now that I have, um, with all of our stops plugged in so please hold so in my google drive we have a doc called road trippin it's with all of us and we've like wrote funny notes in here of like what we're doing so um day one we're starting in new york well i'm starting in new york i'm meeting all the girls all the girls the girls and guys in jersey then from jersey we're going to philly from philly we're going to ohio Ohio to Chicago, Chicago to South Dakota. Then we're driving across South Dakota for a whole day. We're sleeping at this ranger's house that my friends know. It's going to be very interesting. Um, We're having dinner on their farm. Can't wait. Then we're driving through the Badlands. So it's, a. I mean, you have to look up Google images of this place. It's incredible. And then we're going to Yellowstone. We're spending the day in Yellowstone National Park, which I'm so excited about. We're sleeping in Yellowstone. Um... And then we are going to Jackson Hole, Grand Teton, sorry if I said that wrong, uh, Wyoming, then Idaho, we're going whitewater rafting in Idaho, seeing some waterfalls, then we're, uh, we're going we're to be in Nevada, and then Yosemite, and then Yosemite to LA, we're spending a whole day in Yosemite, I'm so excited, and then we 
get to LA by the 2nd of July, spending July 4th there. Uh, we have some friends out there. We're going to like a party. So it's going to be really funny. We're going to go from like roughing it to like, I have to like bring one like nice outfit because we are like going to a normal event for July 4th. Um, small party. Don't get crazy. Like, like six people probably. Um, yeah. And that's really what we're doing for two weeks. So if any of those places rang a bell and you're like, wait, oh my God, I live here. Like, this is what you should do shoot me a DM. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of like in a nutshell, just a little life update. Cause I feel like I always kind of say like a couple minutes of life updates on the podcast. And then I just like jump into whatever I'm talking about. And I wanted to make sure you guys knew what was going on with me. Just so if I'm like offline, you know, that I am either, you know, whitewater rafting, falling down a mountain or trying to, uh, navigate an RV because I am one of the drivers, which is going to be incredible and interesting. Just reminds me of that movie. I actually watched it last night because I was like, just so nostalgic for it. Um, RV with Jojo and Robin Williams and Josh Hutcherson, like that movie from like 2007 or something. Uh, yeah, that's going to be me (laughs) trying to figure out the RV and hitting everything. Okay. So now that we've gotten through that, I do want to get to the bulk of today's episode, which is um, an ask, or no, sorry, Dear Katie. How could I ever say Ask Katie now? Dear Katie is way more personal. Dear Katie episode where I am answering a bunch of your juicy questions. Um, A lot of them are some questions that I was honestly asking myself throughout quarantine, even before quarantine, and I'm just so excited to get into them today. A lot of them are about either just like the fear of wasting your life, getting older, like those sort of fears. Also, um, just some dating stuff, as always, because I love talking about that. Um, Fuckboys, you know, we're of course talking about fuckboys. What do you do when you start moving past being just friends? Like, how do you acknowledge that? Um, And yeah, so those are some of the, just in a nutshell, kind of top line what I'll be talking about. Um, But I'm going to go deep on every question and really get in here. So yeah, okay, without further ado, let's get started with the questions. Okay, our very first one. Dear Katie, do you ever get a fear of getting older and feeling like one day you don't want to be disappointed about your life and feeling like, like you've wasted it away? I'm 22, so I'm still very young, but I noticed that as I've gotten older, I feel this immense pressure to live my best life and maximize my potential because I don't want to have regrets on my deathbed one day. Sometimes the pressure is hard or when things go bad and I feel like things aren't going as, you know, as I'd hoped, I feel like my my life is being wasted away. Basically, fear of getting old and wasting my life, losing my youthfulness. Do you ever feel like this? Okay, well, first, to get it off, you know, my chest, yes, yes, I do, all the time. I even touched on this in the beginning of this episode. I do feel sometimes I, I worry that I'm making the wrong choices or that I I am wasting my life or I may be you know, using this time in a way where I'll regret it later or things like that. I even feel that way sometimes with when I'm with, you know, guys or in a relationship, I'm like, am I like, am I going to regret this someday? And you can't live like that. Whoa, I got a motorcyclist outside. You can't live like that because of course, you know, if you're constantly dwelling on the future and your future self thinking and looking back on your life, like you're never going to be fully living in the present. And that's a shame because living in the present is honestly one of the the best gifts that we have. Um, But yeah, I also have to remind myself that, you know, I'm lucky to have these fears because it means that I have choices. I have possibilities. I have the luxury of being able to try things and aren't limited to just one life. And in some, you know, third world countries and certain places, this isn't the case at all. You're, you're really forced to do 
and live in one way. And I'm really honestly thankful that I have these fears. And I hope you guys feel the same way if you do as well, because not everyone has choices like we do. And, you know, that being said, though, having choices and a lot of possibilities and a lot of choices can be paralyzing. It can be really difficult to deal with. And I'm going to get into that. But I, I just think that, you know, yeah, it doesn't change the fact, like, of course, our privilege allows us to have a lot of choices, but it doesn't change the fact that I compare myself to other people and I feel a certain anxiety just deciding, you know, and making choices and doing things, you know, I I feel like I'm like, you know, I make one choice that could be kind of crazy, like, for example, moving to New York, and I'm like, okay, but what if I was like living in California, like, would I be happier out there? Not to say I'm not happy here, but I'm like, you know, what if, what if, what if, and I'm just asking myself that constantly, you know, and I'm wondering if I'm doing enough, am I accomplishing enough, am I in the right place, the right industry, like, I have all these questions, and so if you feel the same way, you're not alone in that, Um, and I always ask, you know, what is right for me? Like, what is right? And only I can answer that question, which is great, but also terrifying because that means that I am fully to blame if I make the wrong choice. And having too many choices can honestly, we can get to the point where we shut down and we can't even choose one thing. So we just do nothing. You know, if we have a moment of, of just courage maybe to be like, Oh, what if I did this? What if I did a crazy thing? Or what do I, what if I did something spontaneous? But then our overthinking gets in the way and then we decide to not even do it at all because we just, we can't even like bring ourselves to do it, you know? Have you ever felt like that? Um, so we stay put out of fear of making the wrong choice. Um, and it can feel paralyzing. And I, this actually goes into the whole concept of de- decision fatigue. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of decision fatigue. It's a hard word for me to say. I don't know why. Um, which basically, it's, it's this phenom- phenomenon where, you know, it can lead people to avoid decisions basically if you're making a lot of choices especially I feel like towards the end of college when or even the end of high school when you're making a lot of choices like okay where do I go to school where do I live post-grad what job do I take what industry do I want to be in like who do I want to live with like there's so many decisions that you make towards the end of college towards the end of high school just like towards the end of any big commitment especially one that's kind of you know, made for you almost. Like, I don't want to say, of course, going to college takes a lot of guts and choice, but I think for the most part, you know, high school, we, we do it cause we have to, right? Like at some, to some extent we do have to do that. Um, I believe in most places it's like a legal thing where you have to do high school, right? I don't know if I made that up, but so at the end of that, it's like, okay, now I'm in this point where I get to make some choices. A lot of us do not all of us have choices, which again, privilege, but for those of us who do, have to make a lot of decisions and a lot of choices pretty rapidly. And in doing that, you know, with all of those choices being fired at us and all of these things being put in front of us, at, you know, towards the beginning, we're confident with our decisions, I feel like. And then towards the end, we just get overwhelmed and almost fatigued, like the phrase says, by all these choices, by all these decisions that we're being told to make or asked, you know, okay, which one? Or like, which college? Which coast? Which state? You know? And in, in that, we get so exhausted towards the end that we either make super rash, uh, impulsive decisions or we do nothing at all because it's just too much. And I feel like that goes into the this question as far as just, you know, you, you feel like you're not doing the most or doing the best or doing enough because you get just so overwhelmed and exhausted with all these decisions. And 
it can, like I said, it can lead people to just totally avoid things altogether and procrastinate their lives. And I read this New York Times article that I wanted to bring up actually about decision fatigue the other day. This is why I'm talking about this because I just recently learned about this and I'm like, of course, throwing it into everything that I, you know, and basically in the New York Times article, it said, quote, the more choices you make throughout the day, the harder each one becomes for your brain. And eventually your brain looks for shortcuts, usually in either of two very different ways. One, to become reckless, to act impulsively instead of expending the energy to first think through the consequences of what you're doing. The second shortcut is the ultimate energy saver, aka do nothing. So just kind of reinforces what I said, you know, and instead of agonizing over decisions, people often just avoid any choice. And I think that honestly, like avoiding all choices, that might be something that I'll look back and regret. Maybe, but acting impulsively, honestly, like that's something I do a lot. Like I do, I've even said on the podcast a lot that I do really plan out my life and I get really frustrated when things don't go according to plan. But I will also say that you know, going along the lines of decision fatigue. Sometimes when I do plan a lot and I decide a lot, you know, before things even happen and I really do plan out my life, I get fatigued from that. And then ultimately I just kind of let go of the reins and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do this impulsive thing and, you know, go hook up with this person or just go, just say, fuck it, let's do it. You know, like I've been in that mindset before and you know, sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes, whoa, I just got a notification. Sometimes it's not. But for the most part, I feel like those decisions, when I do that, I'm not going to look back and really regret that because it meant that I was young and had the means to fail. Like I, you know, I could fail and I had minimal risk, I guess, at this point. Um, But it's interesting. There's just like the two extremes, like either being impulsive or doing nothing. And yeah, I don't know. When you think about decision fatigue also, it's like, if you're at the grocery store and you're, you know, you're shopping for healthy stuff. This happened to me a few days ago. That's why I'm bringing this up. I was like buying all this, you know, healthy stuff that I can make at home. So I didn't have to leave my apartment a ton because I've been trying to like stay safe and stay inside and not be in contact with other people and such. But I was like super healthy in the aisles. And then I got to the freaking cash register and there's all this like sweet candy and gum. And I was like, oh no, don't do it. Don't do it, Katie. Don't do it. And I I grabbed some sweet snacks that were on display at the cash register. And that is honestly, that's how it goes. It's like you make all these good decisions, these sound decisions, and then all of a sudden the freaking candy at the cash register and you're like, oh, I'm going to cave. But yeah, so I think what I've kind of done, just to answer the question, because I feel like I've kind of answered it in a way that I wasn't honestly initially expecting to answer it. I mean, you can't, you can feel the pressure and I think you, you, we will always feel pressure to live our lives a certain way. And of course, there's always that voice asking like, you know, are you sure about that? You know, is this, is this right? But I think in us living, but despite this fear and despite this pressure and making choices for ourselves and carrying on, I think that is honestly the most courageous thing. And it takes so much bravery to, to do that and to make decisions knowing you might regret them someday, you know, and you might, but you also might look back and say, that is the best thing I ever did. Okay. And I think The fact that it could be something so beautiful should outweigh the pressure and the fear that you have. Um, And so for me, with my life and just specific big decisions I've made for myself, like moving to New York and quitting my job and all these things that, you know, might seem spontaneous, maybe they were to some, you know, extent, I... I've just chosen to live my life in the way that I have so many little things that I love 
in there, like, you know, a lot of beautiful moments and a lot of fun things that I can do and a lot of art and a lot of, of course, I have to work and I have to make money, but I do make sure that alongside there, like along with all that stuff that I don't want to do, but we have to do because we have to make money and it's just, you know, survive. Whoa, that word was very hard for me to get out. Um, I make sure that there's still some stuff that I can look back and know that I'm so happy that I spent my time doing those things. Even if it might feel right now like a waste of time, I know I'll look back at my journals and my art and the way that I've decorated my house and really appreciate that. No matter what I've accomplished, I'll look back and remember those pretty things and remember how much they meant to me in this moment. So yeah, I don't know. I, it will all make sense someday. I am confident, even if like we fear that our older version of ourselves are, you know, looking down on us thinking, oh God, no, don't do that. Like you, you really just can't live like that guys. Okay. And I know it's something that a lot of us get caught up in, but you really can't live like that. You can't prepare for the future too, too much because it will overwhelm you. And like I said, it'll take away from the present, but I just think everyone should know that it will all make sense someday. Everything you're doing now is preparing you for something else, even if it it doesn't feel like you're doing it right, okay? Honestly, making mistakes could lead you down a more interesting path than doing everything right, in my opinion. And okay, a quote that I read that I wanted to share at some point in this podcast, but it honestly works great right now, is, quote, you'll never be effective if you're convinced tomorrow needs to be better than today because this belief stems from resistance to the present and the present is where your power lies, Love it. That really just goes hand in hand with what I was just saying. Um, Yeah, and honestly, in this very moment of me sitting here right now on a Thursday morning-ish afternoon, I guess early afternoon, it's 1230 now, um, like this is the youngest I'll ever be. This is the most free that I will ever be. I have no husband and no kids and you know I I am the most free I will ever be and I don't want to waste that with fears about the future I really don't um so yeah that's just like a personal thing again the road trip is really gonna put this uh put this into a solid ground I'm so excited to recount the road trip to you guys and talk about how that will make me feel because you know that's honestly it's super spontaneous but it's something that you know I need in this present and I need to not fear like oh god two weeks of my life on the road trip like is that gonna waste like time blah, blah, blah. no no I can't think like that because current me wants to do it and I even made a whole podcast I think about this about making mistakes and you know regretting things and you really can't regret decisions you make because like you can learn from them yes but you can't really spend too much time regretting things that you do because in that moment you really wanted that thing you wanted to do that and that was authentic to how you were in that moment and you can't beat yourself up for wanting something okay maybe now you look back and think oh god that was stupid but like come on it it got you to where you are now like how stupid was it okay anyway so yeah but to kind of go into another part of that question you know about being behind um, and kind of comparing yourself to other people because I feel like when I think of the future I just think about how other people I know around me are preparing themselves so much better than me for the future and like they're like there's no I look at some people and I'm like there's no way she's gonna regret her life when she's older because she's killing it whatever and I compare myself and you know I I always feel that I'm sometimes like I'm okay in some regards like sometimes I wake up and I'm like so proud of myself and some days I wake up and I'm like you know who is this girl what is she doing where is she where is she headed and you really you can 
you can't worry about being behind and you can't really compare yourself to other people because they are not you, of course. And you can truly, you can do things in your own time, in your own way without worrying about being behind because like I said, you know, getting off track and kind of veering off course and doing things maybe not by the book will honestly, I think, be a massive blessing because it will force you to do things a bit differently. And in doing so, you'll you'll pick up on things that other people haven't really picked up on. And it's, I promise you, it's, it's a great thing. And so, yeah, in terms of fearing, fear of getting older, though, in that question, um, I try to not take myself too seriously, okay? Because there's still time for serious in my, like, you know, 40s or so. <laughs> but there won't always be time to be reckless and to be just young and in my 20s in New York City like I gotta I gotta take advantage of this time so another quote that I wanted to share before I move on to the next question is quote be careful what you water your dreams with water them with worry and fear and you'll produce weeds that choke the life from your dream water them with optimism and solutions and you will cultivate success always be on the lookout for ways to turn a problem into an opportunity for success always be on the lookout for ways to nurture your dream and I love that because I feel like if you're living everything, every day of your life with, you know, you're making your decisions not out of hope and out of, out of excitement, but out of fear um, and only making choices because you're, you're scared of the alternative, that's just so sad. And I hope that if you're doing that, you realize it and you change your ways because, you know, like the quote said, it's you, you have to be careful with how you think of yourself and your dreams and what you're doing in this given moment because it really it will shape your opinion of yourself and I just want nothing more than for everyone to have maybe I mean of course it's impossible to say that you're going to wake up every day and have you know think you're an amazing person and god you know because that's just not the case like of course we are critical of ourselves but I do think that it's important for us to to treat ourselves like we would treat a friend and talk to ourselves like we would talk to a friend and just be kind to ourselves and be excited for ourselves and yeah so anyway that's kind of my long af two cents on that question I really overdid it but I'm very passionate about this whole concept okay moving on to question number two Dear Katie, what are your tips and tricks for messaging on dating sites? I feel like I'm doing all the work. Should I wait for them to ask me out or take the plunge myself? Me and this guy were having a great back and forth for a bit and I asked if he wanted to get drinks and he got so weird after. He said yes and we might be getting drinks this week. Quote my, or in parentheses, my state has reopened. He said he might be free that day. Instead of getting excited for the date though, I'm actually annoyed by his shift in tone. Help. Okay, few things stuck out to me initially while reading this question, even for the first time, and that is might. The word might. I even emphasized it. Em- emphasized. Em- a bleh, <laughs> emphasized it when I was reading this just now, um, because so. Okay, I'll get to that in a second. First, I just want to say, messaging on dating sites is so hard in dating apps. It's it's just like. I just am so much better in person. I think a lot of us can say that we're better in person. And I just feel like a lot of my humor slash just the way that I talk is kind of lost 
with just typing it over on a dating app. So it's definitely tricky and like you're not weird for having problems with this or just having trouble. And I I always just say like say that I hate the beginning stages of talking to someone. Like I just want to like skip to the part where, you know, we have a great first date and banter and all that. Um, Unfortunately, that's just not how it works with dating apps. You have to like have the awkward back and forth and kind of feel like it's like a job interview at first. And that's just how it goes. But I think with this question, just specifically to answer the part about, you know, this guy that got so weird after you asked him to get drinks. I mean, I could go on a little freaking rant right now saying how like he's ridiculous to get weird after, you know, you are forward because of course, you know, the guy is taught or we're always taught the guy is going to make the first move and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't want you to feel discouraged for making the first move because I think it's incredible and so brave and we should do that more often, honestly. But I will say, I mean, this is a weird time with COVID and we do have to remember that some people are, I mean not to say that it's just a bad or good thing if you're like this, but some people are taking it very seriously, aka not feeling comfortable going out in public. And I I see that. I understand it. Um, I think if I was talking to a guy for like, you know, over a week and we were really hitting it off, I would probably meet up with him, you know, for a socially distanced walk maybe or something, you know, like mask on, walk in side by side, could laugh about the masks and stuff, but, you know, to be safe. Um, But I mean, that is naturally, I guess, a reason why someone would kind of get weird. Um, But if he said yes, then my thought is maybe he's just like, nervous or stunned that you're being so forward which is incredible or intimidated I don't know um but I think the fact that like if it does end up happening like I mean maybe honestly we do forget we get very like wrapped up in responding in messages and we forget that sometimes people just you know are busy and are sidetracked and are responding to our messages while they're doing something else especially during the workday I don't know um but the words that do stick out to me here that are making me think some sort of way about it is when you keep saying might like we might be getting drinks he might be free like I mean naturally those sorts of words would make me feel nervous too you know and him you being so forward and saying let's get drinks on this day at this time and him saying okay maybe I'm around like that's where I'm like okay this is a little bit I'm not really sure how I feel Um, but I also just wouldn't take this as like an end-all be-all I would also you know chat up some other guys and really put yourself out there because I mean, it's, it's fun. And, you know, this guy, you might, he's like, you know, the thing that's at the forefront of your mind right now, but in a week from now, who knows? Um, but yeah, so just first and foremost, do not feel bad for being forward ever, 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 because it's amazing. And I, I personally know the feeling of being the one to make the first move. Like I've done it a bunch of times on dating apps and in real life. Um, and I just it's you get such a high from it and also like I've always thought it'd be such a cool story to tell my kids someday that you know I was the one to make the first move like mom made the first move like even though traditionally guys always make the first move or whatever and we're trained by Disney to think that way um but like no your mom made the first move like I always loved that idea and I think like I don't know when recounting your love story it could be fun to like be able to say that I'm always thinking of the story. You guys know me. Um, but yeah, I just also think it's super brave of you. So good for you. Um, and I've, I've even talked to some guy friends of mine that have always said that, you know, when a, a girl makes the first move, it's so like hot to them slash like it's really it's it might be intimidating, but it's also like such a turn on. And 
I mean, we hear that on so many people's like YouTube videos with like guys, you know, answering questions honestly on like TikTok and everything. And yet some of us are still so nervous to do it. And I'm like, guys, we literally have confirmation that people like it. Um, I don't understand. Also, I mean, you should just be doing what feels right. You shouldn't really think about it too much. Like it's a move because then you overthink things. And that's when I tend to just go crazy. Um, but yeah, I think it really just in terms of making the first move, I think it sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't for me, at least if, you know, if I'm really into a guy and he's kind of being like, you know, kind of standoffish or just not really good with the app. Like there's certain people that are just not really good at talking on apps. I kind of take that as like a my my time to shine and I ask for you know I'll give them my number or I'll say like hey like I mean I'm like I don't love dating apps like I always say that I sometimes I say like I don't love talking on apps like I always forget to check my messages which is honestly true um here's my number like let's do something this weekend like that's what I'll usually say um nothing too specific just because then it does give them some you know I'm not like coming on really really strong although it doesn't matter but that's just kind of like how I do it um and usually they'll text me and say what about Saturday or you know something like that so yeah I think if it's there like if I really do want to see this person I will make the first move um no matter what so yeah to answer your question um but with this just I don't know hang in there girly if he ends up bailing that that speaks more it speaks volumes about him it's not about you it's about him at that point so yeah okay Moving on to question number three. Dear Katie, what do you do when you start moving past, quote, just friends? Do you acknowledge it or just go with it? So this is honestly more of a quick answer because, I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think, what I would do here. Definitely, you know, just go with it at first. Feel things out. But I think once it gets to a point where you're kind of feeling that kind of that confusion as far as like, okay, have we crossed a line? Like, are we in a new arena where, you know, things are, I can't really tell if we're just friends anymore. Like when things start to get hazy and confusing, you need to have the DTR conversation, the define the relationship conversation. Always interesting, could go either way, but it's important just for your own personal sanity and probably his, his or her sanity as well you know, in just defining that relationship and getting to the the bones of like, okay, what are we doing here? And like, maybe not like, where is this going? But like, as, at least for right now, what is going on? Like, again, don't dwell too much in the future, dwell in the present more so. And just, you know, be super honest with the person and not only like ask them how they're feeling, but make sure to tell them how you feel too. Um, just make sure you're on the same page. So I would say, you know, at first, let it kind of unfold as it does because, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason to how things unfold or like no blueprint to how things go because sometimes friendships do evolve and a lot of times they do. Um, I've seen a lot of like successful couples in my life that started as friends and that's great. But once things started to get to that hazy, like, I don't know if we've like crossed a line, have that conversation. Um, So definitely, yes, definitely acknowledge it once it gets to that point. Okay, question number four, and I'm realizing now I've been talking for a long time, so I'm actually going to do a part two to this episode, to this Dear Katie episode, so make sure to stay tuned until next week to hear more questions, but just reading this next one. Okay, Dear Katie, how to get over fuckboys who you just had to cut off, but you still miss them and you enjoyed their company? Help. Okay, so like basically, how do you deal with a fuckboy in general? I have so many videos on this on the internet, but... um, 
I mean, even as I said earlier in the episode, you really can't, first of all, regret a lot of things you do in life because at one point in time you wanted to do that and you, you felt into it and it was the moment and you, you really can't beat yourself up for things that you did. And it was probably really fucking fun in the moment. Um, but for me, I just sometimes I, I visualize a fuck boy as kind of like, you know, like Rent the Runway and like Newly and those like clothes, clothing, clothing, clothing rental companies and all that. Like I think about fuck boys like an outfit that I rented for a fun occasion and then I returned it afterwards. Like it was really fun in the moment. It was a really cute look and I'm over it now. Like, you know, I got what I wanted out of it and it needs to go back into the world for someone else to try out for size, you know? Um, so yeah, with me and with fuckboys and I just, I always just kind of see it as a chapter that's closed and I, I've gotten good at seeing it like that and not getting too attached to these people because they are just, they're too far gone. Honestly, a lot of fuckboys are, and you really can't think that you're going to change them because you just, you really can't look at it like that because that will honestly just like eat you up inside and really hurt you. So, you know, I, for me, when I'm like thinking about revisiting an old chapter, especially during quarantine, when it's like everyone's like, okay, I'm texting my ex-boyfriend or I'm texting my this guy. Like people do it just because they're lonely slash like things are getting scary. Um, and so, you know, you, you want to just get in, involved with your old flames, right? So for me, I write down, this is like sounds very cheesy and like what my mom would say to do, but I do it. I write down the reasons why I should not be with the person, like the reasons like in the moment when I'm like super heated and thinking oh god like I never want to go back to that person here's why like I write down all the reasons so I have them like tangibly I'll even put them in my phone like in the notes section of my phone and write down the reasons be really funny if they saw it but you know um and when I forget or I like get drunk and I like want to call them or something I'll look at the list like I will like baby myself and like be like look at the list and read it you know and it's it's honestly I don't think it's not it's not weird to make a pros and cons list about a person. I think sometimes you need to cuz in the moment of it you forget all the reasons why you should not be with that person and you just think of all the good stuff and about how great the sex was and you forget about the reason why you quit that to begin with. So, make a list, have it in your phone. Not weird at all, you know. Honestly, keep a running list of why you shouldn't be with these certain fuckboy people because eventually you will find someone that is real and unapologetic and not fleeting and that is in it for the long haul and you should not accept any less um so yeah and the workers are back from their lunch break so (laughs) i think that brings us to the end of this episode like i said i only got through three questions and i cannot believe it or maybe four questions four questions um So I have some more that are going to be held for the next episode. So definitely stay tuned for the next episode. As you guys listen to next episode, I'll be on the road. So um, definitely keep that in mind. But yeah, I hope you guys are all doing well and hanging in there with everything going on. And um, I can't wait to take you guys along on my road trip journey uh, next week and the week after that on Instagram and on YouTube. So stay tuned for all of that content as well. And thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.